In our character rigging series, we showed you how to build a robust bipedal character rig tailored specifically for animation. One of the features of this rig is the ability to squash and stretch its limbs and body. Squash and stretch are important for giving characters a bit more life, and is especially useful for exaggerating the motion of more cartoony characters. However, for more realistic looking characters, we may not always want to do this. In this movie, we'll create a set of controls to toggle the squash and stretch features of this rig on and off. Make sure to set the current project to the provided scene folder, then open the file Character Rigging Appendix B Start. Toggling squash and stretch basically boils down to choosing a joint's length based on its respective control's absolute position or the limb's maximum length. We already made plenty of similar choices throughout our series using blend nodes, and this time will be no different. In the outliner, expand the hierarchy for the left leg group down to left leg IK const group. We'll start with the pole vector leg. Select the left shin and left foot PVIK joint nodes, then open the node editor. Show the connections. Recall that all these nodes feeding into the shin and foot joints determine the manner in which the leg is being stretched or bent. Since we'd like our new toggle control to remove all forms of stretch when turned off, we'll insert it here, just before the actual joint nodes. Create a new Blend Colors node and rename it Left Leg PV Stretch Toggle. Connect the output R value of the left thigh PV stretch choice node, currently determining the length of the thigh, to the color 1R attribute of the new node. Then connect the output R value of this node to the shin's translate X value. Now when the blender attribute is set to 1, we get our original stretching behavior. When the blender attribute is set to 0, we want to always use the thigh's default length, so set color 2R to 30.714. Now no matter how far we pull the foot control away from the body, the thigh remains the same length. We can do the same for the shin by feeding the left shin PV stretch choice nodes output R into the toggle's color 1G attribute, and then feeding the output G value into the left foot's translate X value. Then just set color 2G to 42.669. Now when Blender is set to 1, we can stretch our leg as before. And when it's set to zero, the leg always remains the same length. Since it's not very convenient to toggle the stretch state at this level, let's create a new attribute on the left foot control. Name it stretchable and set its min-max range to zero and one.
middle drag the left foot control from the outliner into the node editor. Then connect its stretchable attribute to the toggle node's blender attribute. Now you can transition from a stretch to non-stretch leg quickly and easily in manual knee mode. You can follow the exact same procedure to toggle the stretch functionality of the no-flip leg as well. Note that when the stretchable attribute is turned off, knee snap won't work, since it requires the leg to stretch. Also note that as a nice bonus, we can use the IKFK matching app we developed in Appendix A to reset the position of the foot control whenever we've translated it beyond the bounds of the non-stretchable leg. Once finished with the legs, you can follow essentially the same procedure to control the stretchability of the arms. Expand the left arm group. In the left arm base IK const group, select the forearm and hand nodes and show their connections in the node editor. As with the leg, we want to insert our new blend node right here, just before the joints themselves. Rename it Left Arm Stretch Toggle. Feed the output R value of both the upper and forearm stretch choice nodes into the Color1R and Color1G attributes of this new node. Then connect the output R and output G attributes to the forearm and hand joints respective translate X values. In the channel box, set color 2R and color 2G to the default lengths of the upper arm and forearm respectively. Finally, add a new stretchable attribute to the left arm control with a 0 to 1 range. Connect this attribute to the stretch toggle node's blender attribute. As with the leg, you can now turn the stretchability of the arm on and off, while using the IKFK matching app to reset the position of the arm control should you ever need to. Finally, we'll tackle the torso. In the torso group's Do Not Touch group, select the Spine Curve node, show its connections in the node editor. Like the previous limbs, we could connect a Blend Colors node directly to the spine joints themselves, but because there's so many of them, that would be a lot of work. Instead, we'll place it here, between the Scale Normalization and Stretch Calculation nodes.
Name it torso stretch toggle. Feed the normalized spine length value into the toggle's color1r attribute. Set color2r to the spine's default normalized length. Now connect the toggle's output r value to the spine stretch percent div's input 1x. Create a new stretchable attribute on the shoulder control. And connect it to the toggle's blender attribute. Try turning off the stretchable attribute and moving the control. There's a problem. Although the torso isn't stretching, the arms, neck, and head are still following our control. Due to the unique relationship the torso shares with the rest of the upper body, our old methodology doesn't quite work. To fix this, we'll need to give those appendages a choice of whether to follow the bind node constrained to the control or the spine. Start by expanding the shoulder bind joint. Select the neck shoulder const loc, head shoulder space loc, and torso 7 geo nodes. Notice that if you translate them, they control the head and collarbone areas. Group these together and rename the group head shoulders group. Unparent the group from the shoulder bind joint and into the do not touch group instead. Next, we need the shoulders to follow this group. Expand the left shoulder group. Delete the current parent constraint to the shoulder bind joint, then create a new parent constraint to the head shoulders group. Repeat for the right shoulder group. Now if you translate the head shoulders group, it moves the arms, shoulders, and head. That means we just need to constrain this group based on the current state of the stretchable attribute. If it's on, we'll parent constrain it to the shoulder bind joint, roughly recreating the setup we had before. If it's off, we'll parent constrain it to the tip of the spine so it can't pull away. To test the new setup, turn on the torso's stretchable attribute and set the head shoulders group parent constraint to full shoulder bind influence. If you try translating the control, you can see that it works just as before. Now turn off the torso's stretchability and switch the parent constraint to full spine 7 result joint influence. As you can see, it works, but with a caveat. The torso doesn't stretch and the arms and head stay firmly attached to it, but they don't follow the orientation of the shoulder control, instead just turning in whatever direction the spine is facing. In reality, we shouldn't be parent constraining this to the spine, since the spine is liable to twist and turn as the IK spline requires. Instead, let's use a locator. Create a new locator and rename it Spine Tip Loc. Point snap it to the Spine 7 result joint, 
and parent it to the torso's Do Not Touch group. Now point constrain it to the spine's 7 result joint. This will allow it to follow the joint wherever it goes. However, orient constrain it to the shoulder control. This will allow it to keep the control's orientation. Delete the head shoulder group's parent constraint and create a new one, once again starting by parent constraining it to the shoulder bind joint. This time, however, we'll also parent constrain it to the new spine tip loc. Give full influence to the spine tip loc, and you'll see that the head and arms react more predictably while the torso still remains a constant length. Now we just need to create a driven key to set all the constraints' influences appropriately when the stretchable attribute is turned on or off. Set the shoulder control as the driver and parent constraint as the driven. Set a driven key on a stretchable value of 0 with full influence given to the spine tip loc. Then turn stretchable on and give full influence to the shoulder bind joint. Set another key. We're done. You can use the same technique to do the head and neck if you deem necessary. Now you can animate a more realistic character without fear of exaggerated squashing and stretching.